In today's episode of 750 Melts, there are a few genuinely good things that you'll want to know about when it comes to living life in lockdown, maybe even after it. We trim the fat and give you just the facts. And we may not be able to see our favorite artists and bands or attend any concerts, but that doesn't mean the end of musical acts being able to jam and perform for people, at least for this year. We've got a few great picks for you to check out. And finally, we have our secret link of the day. This episode's pick for track of the day, and where you can find all the good stuff we'll be talking about in this episode. So stay tuned, because it's all coming at you right now. Hello everyone, welcome to 750 Mills, the show that highlights the good stuff in the world today and points you to news, music, and cultural points of interest that's all meant to help you start off your day, or your week, with some good vibes. It ain't too short, it ain't too long, and I'm hoping that just like your favorite hot drink in the morning, coffee, it'll be just right. Welcome to the show folks, my name is Andre, and if you're not having a good day yet so far, it's just getting started. I hope you'll stick around, maybe. Just maybe, we can do something about that and get you going good. So, well, let's just get to it then. 2020. It has been a heck of a year so far. We're barely halfway through it. Well, depending on when this is posted, probably already halfway through it and then some change. It's like an overly ambitious, low-budget mishmash of an apocalyptic movie from sci-fi that somehow managed to get worldwide release, and everybody's forced to watch it, and we're all exhausted. You remember that uh, 2012 movie with uh, John Cusack and just everything being destroyed? Well, even the 2012 movie had some quiet moments in it. Except none of us are John Cusack, and we're all the people in the background watching as he loads up his co-stars on a plane and takes off as we watch ash, fire, and brimstone close in on us from all sides. And there's probably one of us still wondering why his Twitter feed suddenly stopped loading new tweets. Here's a clue, buddy. It's not your data. But not all is lost. Believe it or not, there's still some good things to be found in the world. And this is by and certainly for people like you and me. So let's just start with a little bit of the silver linings in the coronavirus cloud that hangs over all of us. What do we know so far about the situation that's actually good? Well, how about some facts? Here's some facts we can chew on. Only 5% of known cases have been considered critical or very severe, while 81% are mild to moderate. And if you look at cases involving children, that rises up to 94%. And this is according to the CDC. So we know that for the vast majority of people, yes, we can all catch it. But most of us will probably have a few rough days, but we will be. Well, we'll get through all right. Another report, also using data from the CDC, suggests that the death rate is just 0.26%. So in other words, the survival rate is 99.7 something percent. 99% change. That is a very good number. Another interesting tidbit. Uh, one Dr. Michael Eads, and I hope I'm saying his name right, highlighted a study on his Twitter account and provided commentary saying that it's possible that people who had been exposed to the common cold already have some immune defense against the virus. 
We also have reports that the actual rates of infection and potential actual cases are probably higher than the known cases. But based on the information we have so far, the best available information, it looks fairly reasonable for us to say that most people will manage well enough. I mean, obviously, there'll be variances from country to country based on testing rate, measures put in place. But it appears that if you try to take reasonable measures to stay healthy, try to get a bit of exercise, and minimize as much of the risks that you might see yourself exposed to, you should be just fine. On that note, you might ask, well, why do the news segments on television or articles in the papers have such an urgent apocalyptic bent to them whenever they discuss the whole pandemic situation? Well, I'll tell you what. The best I can do is speculate, and that's me being honest, but it's entirely possible, in my opinion, that they tend to present things in such a way that get and keep people's attention. And a good way to do this is to get audiences worked up and to a certain degree, emotionally invested so we stay tuned in and keep on watching. And let's be honest, from a business standpoint, that's a perfectly valid tactic and I can appreciate that. That being said, it's always good to look at the data if we want to draw the most rational, reasonable conclusions about what's going on around us. The long and short of it is that if we want to make good decisions, we need accurate information. And to that point, London-based cardiologist Dr. Asim Malotra highlighted a short video by researcher and biochemical engineer Ivor Cummins that compares and contrasts what some news reports present versus what examining the data actually shows. And here's what he said. So I'm going to show you a couple of clips from Ireland's mainstream media and top commentator to the people professor of immunology on this current crisis. Immunologist Professor Luke O'Neill. Lockdown was a very important strategy to control this virus. Everybody agrees. Well, here's the fact, Ivan. If we hadn't mitigated against this, every single family would have had a death in Ireland. That's how bad it would have been. So without lockdown, every single family in Ireland would have had a death. Here's the next clip. Ireland at the moment, Pat, the projectionist, would have had 28,000 deaths if we hadn't implemented lockdown. That's how many people would have died in Ireland. So we would have had 28,000 deaths without a lockdown in Ireland. That's how many people would have died in Ireland. The next clip, to be quite honest, vilified Sweden most horrifically. Uh, but I'm going to give you a tame piece of it. Yeah, sadly for them, Pat, they got it badly wrong. It's a much more severe disease than the Swedes anticipated. And, and part of their policy was trying to project a more benign course, if you will. And that, that just hasn't happened. So essentially, Sweden were wrong and they paid for it with huge death rates right? Well, now I'll show you the actual data. Ireland has a 0.036% fatality rate, which is 1,700 deaths, sadly. Sweden has 0.051, which is not very different. Europe has 0.039. Now we look at the apocalyptic scenario. Ireland with no lockdown would not have had this rate you might expect them to have 0.051%, like Sweden with no lockdown. But remember, 28,000 deaths were stated. That actually looks like this when you look at the data. In other words, Ireland would have had 16 times the death rate that it currently has, and it even would have had 11 times the death rate of Sweden, which was not locked down. So, 
the people watching these media broadcasts do not have the benefit of actually seeing the data analysis. And it was not challenged. So they will actually believe what's being told to them. And that is not a good situation. My thanks to Ivor for providing audio from this clip, which, by the way, I will be linking to in this episode's show notes. You should really check out that video. It's got some really good data with it, visuals to go along with the audio. And any other links that I mentioned in this show will be placed there as well so that anyone can go through them if they so wish. Okay. Well, still in the same neighborhood, here's two legitimately cool things that's come out of this situation. One of these ought to warm the hearts of all but the coldest ice kings and queens, and another one that's simply a really good idea that I think you might find genuinely useful. Not just a good idea, it's actually a something. Anyway, first up is something from Lorraine Kelly, writing for The Century. At the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, the World Health Organization announced that pets have a very minimal risk of spreading the disease. Foster Dogs Inc., a New York-based dog fostering organization, that seems to follow, has seen a 1,000% increase in foster applications. In Colorado, the Humane Society of Weld County has had a similar surge in foster applications throughout much of March. Less animals are in shelters and more are in loving homes. And she continues with the article here. Um, in Britain, a new study has begun to reintroduce beavers to the natural landscape in an effort to alleviate flooding and boost the overall environment. The River Otter Beaver Trial began to reintroduce beavers in 2015, and in 2020, the beaver population has officially moved from their extinct designation to critically endangered. The community is seeing a 30% decrease in flooding, according to National Geographic, as well as a decrease in pollutants. They went from extinct to critically endangered. I am not exactly sure how that works. Not sure if it's a Jurassic Park situation, but with beavers instead of dinosaurs and no Jeff Goldblum, but it sounds less fun, but probably more real. Anyway, it's quite it's honestly quite fascinating how we can find in nature the very tools and methods that we can use to sort out the environment. Part of me just wonders that if it wasn't for the pandemic, would this be something that would be more widespread? Is it being prevented from just being put into practice because everyone's so locked down? That's just, but I digress. So let's keep on with the good ideas. Sportswear brand Under Armour just solved one of the problems with face masks that I'm fairly sure you may have noticed after all this time. Um, it gets pretty tough to read with those face masks, masks on your mug, particularly if you got the N95 types. I've seen some people just try to do exercise with a variety of different face masks here and there, um, doing jogging, running. I'm not quite sure how they're able to just put up with it, man. Whenever I walk at a brisk pace with a face mask on, it gets pretty uncomfortable. It's, it's warm, it's muggy, and anytime I get my heart rate up, breathing is, is just plain a challenge. Well, anyway, Under Armour has announced the UA Sports Mask, a face mask designed for athletes. And I'm just reading the blurb here. With better airflow, a cool feel, a comfortable fit, and rain rolls right off it. The face mask is designed to let air flow easily while still offering athletes the necessary protection 
They say it's durable, it's washable, and according to the page, it'll fit pretty well even for people who have to wear glasses over them. So, it sounds pretty good. I've been looking at it and it looks quite good, though I'm not quite sure if all the photos I'm seeing on the page are all the different varieties. They have some different designs. But me personally speaking, I have been trying a bunch of different face masks from the disposable medical type ones. You got the washable cloth masks that you can buy on Amazon. And even those hybrid face mask bandana things. But none of them seem like a good idea to have on you if you ever want to do more than just walk around for a while without just blacking out from a lack of oxygen if you want to exercise. Um, at the moment though, both the Under Armour US and UK websites are showing that the masks are currently unavailable. The US site is taking pre-orders with an August 17 shipping date. And as I understand it, you can also order internationally, um, but it might take a while. So just bear that in mind. You can snag one for about $30 and change. So just try to work that out in your local currency if they do ship to your place in a part of the world. So it looks good. I like the idea of being able to exercise while still having that measure of protection that you would want to have in that situation. I've also tried checking out to see if other brands like Nike or Adidas are doing anything similar, but so far it just looks like Under Armour is the only one doing it. You'd think more sportswear companies would be jumping on this bandwagon, but I guess not. Well, anyway, moving on to matters more musical for the mobility micromanaged by lockdowns and social distancing. What happens when you're a musician, but you can't do gigs because of all the restrictions that everyone has on them? Well, you have the internet to save the day, of course. There's a good number of bands and musicians who've been just playing, doing work, keeping the music flowing, posting stuff on YouTube, from solo performers to multiple band members doing the whole remote jamming version of their songs. And it's both quite pleasant and refreshing to see everyone just making the most of their own situations, despite the pandemic, and still making something cool happen. Uh, everyone from the likes of Rick Astley, mm -hmm, that Rick Astley, covering the Foo Fighters Everlong, and he did it pretty well. Uh, I'll put a link to that in, in the show notes, and I promise you it's not a Rickroll. And even Coldplay's Chris Martin did an entire half-hour set uh, on with just piano accompaniment. And you remember the Goo Goo Dolls? They've also gotten in on the act with their own live-from-home series of performances. Uh, they put up a few versions of their original songs, as well as the one that I chose to put in the show notes, uh, the live from home version of Name, their hit song, and it's really nice. And early on this year, the Goo Goo Dolls frontman Johnny Resnick had also been doing a bit of community work, uh, fundraising, with a From His Front Porch solo acoustic performance to help local businesses hit by the pandemic and lockdown and social distancing measures. So, that's got the, the pop rock crowd going, now here's something really cool. Uh, legendary guitarist Steve Vai not only wrote a new song while stuck at home, but he essentially invented a new playing technique all at the same time. And he shows this while playing the song called Candle Power. So just to describe the song, it's a really chill, funky, 
pleasant to listen to track that gets seriously mind-bending, especially towards the end. I'm telling you, you have to watch slash listen to it. And course band, or I should say duo, that I just plain enjoy introducing to people. The internet famous, but not quite mainstream yet, and now husband and wife team who go by the name Pomplamoose. If you like, uh, fun, quirky music. And if you haven't heard of them yet, oh man, you really should check them out. Pomplamoose have risen to prominence on the strength of their cover versions of songs originally done by the likes of Michael Jackson. You got Earth, Wind and Fire, Beyonce Knowles, just to name some of the artists they've covered. And of course they make their own original work, which is also just really solid and enjoyable to listen to. And throughout the lockdown, uh, them being the internet-based uh, musicians that they are, they've just kept on working, just kept out churning good stuff out and it's genuinely hard to pick one just to showcase but i will be picking one who knows maybe two and all of these will be available in the show notes so make sure you check that out um i wish i was just able to directly put excerpts of the songs themselves right here in this podcast episode but copyright issues tend to be a little bit complicated and i just i just want to avoid all the tedium involved in that but anyway Still on the subject of great songs and music picks that will, hope they will anyway, put a positive spin on an almost constantly negative news cycle is our track of the day. This is a little something from 2005 from one of the best indie bands that you may or may not have heard of. But if you want to put something, if you want something to put you in a good mood and ready to take on the day, and maybe even to an obnoxiously positive degree if you like, then make sure you give this track a listen. Give it a shot. I've got a feeling you just might enjoy this very thing. So folks, that about wraps up this episode of 750 Mills. Please make sure to point your web browser to 750mill.fm so you can see all the good stuff we've talked about in this episode, including all the links, all the musical performances, all in one page for your convenience, including our secret link of the day. <laughs> secret link of the day, the track of the day, and everything else we've talked about that I'm hoping will perk you up and brighten your day just a little bit, all on 750.fm. Head on over there and we can continue the conversation if you'd like. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's more to come. So subscribe if you'd like to get notified automatically. Anyway, my name is Andre. This has been the 750 Mills Podcast. And wherever you might be, I hope you have a good day. Take care now.